Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Welcome back to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. I'm your host, Blake Repine. Again, thank you for all the support I've been receiving for the podcast. And if you have a question, comment or topic you'd like for me to talk about, please feel free to email me at blakerepine at gmail.com or you can actually connect to me on LinkedIn. Just search my name, Blake Repine, and send me a message through there. Uh, I also have something big coming out over the next uh, week or two. My uh, new website that'll be a platform for me to host the podcast on will be out. Also, you may have noticed for this episode, I have updated the podcast art uh, quite happy with it the way that that looks that was done by by uh, same person that's doing my website again it's just another way to to get the message out and speaking of getting messages out that's a good segue into today's topic and what I want to talk about is communications and in most organizations you receive feedback that communication sucks I don't know that I've ever worked somewhere or worked with an organization or worked with other people or heard comments from peers of mine that work in other organizations that say all oh, communications and the flow of communication in our organization is perfect or great. Most time it's good at best, but the majority of times it's it's not very good at all. And, and it's interesting. So really share with you some of the things I've, I've found and learned around communications. One is we have to communicate consistently and we have to communicate all the time what we're trying to get across the message. And we have to do it in multiple avenues, but also we have to remember that communications is a loop and we have to allow feedback for our communications. And sometimes that feedback back isn't as apparent as we think it might be. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, we ask a question, they give us an answer and things like that. Sometimes we have to put out information and see what comes back. And when I say see what comes back and something else too, it, the, the bigger the organization, the harder it can be to communicate effectively across that whole organization. So we have to communicate to large groups of people and that can actually be ineffective to receive feedback. Uh, one of the things I do is I encourage all of my direct reports as well as encourage them to encourage people that direct to them to or, you know, report to them to give them feedback, but I'll, I'll put out information and then wait and see what I hear back. So you're constantly encouraging people to bring forward your comments, bring forward your concerns, bring forward your own ideas, and then be open to that. But whenever you're putting out information, listen to what they say, but also too, sometimes people's actions are the feedback. And uh, I'll give you an example of this in, in a business. If you're selling a product or service, sometimes it's not how people buy your product or service, but it's how they apply your product or service, how they're actually using that product or service that actually tells you and gives you feedback on what your business should be doing. And sometimes people are resistant to that one. They're not looking at that. They're saying, oh, they're buying, these are the buying habits, but what are the usage habits of that product or service? And we need to look at that as well. Again, we don't typically have systems set up for that. Same thing too, if you're putting out information and you're communicating to your organization or your stakeholders, you know, it could be your staff, your board, whatever, how they're actually acting on that information is your feedback and you need to really be aware and use that awareness to gather that feedback you know it's watching listening just seeing what what they're doing sometimes it might not be a follow-up question that they ask sometimes it might not be a comment that they make it could very much be you know what they're doing and that too we communicate consistently the same message try not to change the message regardless of what avenue you're communicating it in because when people are, are listening to what you're saying you have no idea what part of what you're saying is going to resonate with them, what part of what you're saying is going to stick with them. It could be different and it will be different across multiple people within the organization or the team. So you have to see and say, okay, which part did they get this time? 
what part do I need to reinforce with this person or this group, etc. Also, the intent or the, you know, how something is perceived is very difficult for you to determine as well. You can say, well, this is the message I want to give out, give out, but how people are receiving that can be something completely different. And if you don't know how they're actually, you know, what is the message that they're receiving? How are they perceiving what you're wanting to achieve or what you're wanting to communicate can be quite different. And sometimes people too, they don't know when they're being communicated with, if that makes sense. And I'll give you an example of this. So going through a large implementation, implementing a new system, large project, uh, actually had a, a couple people managing the project for us come in, meet with, met with some key people within the organization. This was very early on, right at the very beginning, and actually went over, this is what the system does. This is how, you know, it could be leveraged to use within your organization. They actually spent several hours with these key people in the organization to determine how is it they would want to use this system, how they would want to potentially tailor it or apply it within their own areas, etc. He said, spent nearly half a day doing this. And the next day, one of those key people in the organization says, oh yeah, we're implementing this new system. When am I going to be consulted? When am I going to be a part of the project? And that kind of blew my mind and went, well, what did you do for half a day yesterday? And that, cause they didn't feel like that was part of a communications process, actually sitting in the room with, you know, the key players from the organization that had that system that we were going to implement and actually learning about it and talking with them and communicating with them how we would like to see that system used within our organization. So, and I found that very interesting, but I, I can probably I give you example after example of, of this, maybe not to that scale where communicating with people, you actually ask them for their feedback, their ideas, or their concerns around things, and they give it to you, and they still don't feel like they're being communicated with. And that sometimes can be difficult. Also, if you look at things from a, a customer service perspective and dealing with the public or people outside of your organization, that can be challenging. It can be something that you want to be able to do very well. And sometimes people actually make it difficult for you to do very well. And I'll give you an example of this front-facing staff, I guess, that dealt with the public. We're dealing with a very difficult person in the community who actually didn't understand what our organization did and trying to communicate to them that, look, you're coming to us for help. You're coming to us to solve this problem but we actually don't do that. That's not part of our business. It's not even related to what our business does. But yet this person continually showed up and actually almost to in a threatening manner with our frontline staff and insisted and demanded that we we do this thing to help her out and uh, to help this person out. And we just couldn't. And that's very difficult. But that comes back to, you know, it's a communication issue. How do you communicate to someone to educate them about what you don't do? So, and that sometimes it's kind of like whenever your identity gets stolen, it is incredibly difficult to prove to someone who you're not it's easier to prove who you are you know just, just think about that for a minute and let that sink in try to tell someone what you don't do sometimes it's quite easy but other times it can be quite difficult particularly if something it might be slightly related but it's not the same when we talk about communication shared terminology uh, not necessarily a shared language it could be a shared language but whenever you look at the nature of businesses nowadays the nature of you know any departments really they're more multicultural now than they have been in the past. So we actually have multiple languages, multiple customs, which means translates into different nonverbal type communications. And that can create barriers within organizations. But how are we addressing these barriers and how are we getting around that to in order to make sure we're still communicating effectively and we're not actually insulting someone unintentionally or, you know, doing those cultural faux pas that, you know, can can be very disruptive and being careful of that. And I think really that goes a long way from both sides understanding, oh, this person probably didn't mean that. Let me go educate them around my background 
background or whatever so they understand and, and we get through that and it probably wasn't intentional so but from organization to organization even if we speak the same language sometimes we have different terminology even within the same industry and you can see that you see certain acronyms that are used at different places that are within in the same industry but the acronyms mean something completely different and there again you can go to a different industry and they use the same acronym that means something completely different that can make it challenging one of the things that uh, or an exercise I went through uh, several years ago now that actually helps is someone told me they said explain to someone what you do without using any of your industry jargon without using any industry speak use plain language and try to go through that particularly if you're in a, a highly technical field or something that or in a field that does use a lot of acronyms or a lot of jargon and try to explain to someone family member whoever what you do without using any any jargon and, and see how you actually can translate that and I actually use this too with some of my my colleagues that I was in the military with try to explain what you did in in your branch of service to a, a civilian to someone who hasn't served because they use a, a large amount of jargon a lot of very specific type language but it's no different than several other industries that are out there and see how well you can do that and translate what you do into normal speak and that might actually resonate with some more people but at the end of the day communications is incredibly important within organizations whether it be those verbal nonverbal you know data whatever however we're communicating with the organization and, and make sure that the most important thing is you're getting feedback on your communication so that you can adjust so that you can tailor those communications to those groups that you're trying to communicate with and get your message across effectively if you don't have effective communications within your organization have a look at it and see and remember communicating to people is a leadership attribute it's not an email don't rely on social media to communicate with people you know pick up the phone every now and again and call them um, I quite often will respond to an email with a phone call people sometimes that haven't worked with me previously find this a bit odd at first they go wow I sent you an email and you're calling me to, to talk about it sometimes that with a phone call we can actually get through a conversation that is started with an email on going through an email much quicker but also too if you get up and walk to someone's office that's right around the corner and sit down and have a chat with them about it you can look at these nonverbal communications sometimes you can see when some people might not agree with you based off you know their nonverbal actions and you can address it right then and there versus in an email sometimes the tone is lost also too you don't know sometimes when someone comes across in a negative manner so to speak or you know whatever in an email but whenever you actually sit down and talk with them that wasn't their intent at all so talk to people really that's the message <laughs> so anyway have a great week and i'll come back at you again next week thank you